I think it was exactly one year ago. Um, you were here. Uh, I was interviewing Voss, who I think was starting, uh, the, the new CEO of, of Novartis was starting maybe one week later officially. Um, what was your impression of uh, coming into the Startup Health Festival and, and meeting us for the, the first time? So you're right, Unity. It was, it was exactly a year ago. It was my day one on the job, pretty much. Day one. Uh, and I think, first of all, congrats as well for what you've put together. It's like the, we, we sort of knew coming in that there was a spirit that is incredible. Uh, you told me you had 2,500 people effectively attending this yeah. over, the next, uh, over the next few days. So we wanted to be a part of it when, when we saw that, when we sensed that. The energy was just incredible. This year, I didn't even take my badge to JP Morgan. I, I only came here pretty much, and then a set of meetings as well. Um, so congrats for that. Thank you, thank you. Well, um, you know, we were, we were back in, in the green room um, a, a year ago, and what instantly connected us to Novartis at Startup Health, and, and we care deeply about who we partner with uh, for the entrepreneurs, was the vision that you all had to become a digital company, to really transform what you are doing. So I wonder, um, you know, as the chief digital officer, if you could talk about that transition and, and maybe bef before we yeah. get there, you have such a unique background because you're coming from outside of healthcare into healthcare. So maybe we'll start there. Uh, that's right. I used to, I'm still discovering pretty, pretty rapidly the healthcare space. I started, uh, when I started a year ago, I was in retail before for quite a while uh, at Amazon over 15 years ago, back in Seattle when it was pretty much a, a little startup at the time, quite, quite messy. Um, and then competing against Amazon in different digital transformation and also in, in the meantime in between having had my own business. So um, I loved retail to bits because there was something about it, the speed at which it moves, the action reaction, you get incredibly close to your customers as well on a daily basis. But I have to say, there's something, I love this space as well. There's something about the purpose. Look at the 10 missions and the 10 moonshots that you're driving as well. Uh, there is the scale as well to do things that are just absolutely incredible. Uh, there's a lot to discover. And I love the fact that, and it's probably what attracted me as well to, uh, to Novartis is, the fact that it was a blank canvas. There was really a mandate to say, there is an inflection point, something is going to happen. Look at how much tech, data, and science are starting to converge. How do we get in that space? What do we do on the research side? What do we do in terms of development? What do we do from a commercial point of view? How do we reinvent the model as well as part of that? So it's been a great, great first year. I think we've You guys done... have been moving so quickly. I mean, you've made several investments in digital therapeutics companies like Pear. Uh, our, our partnership, of course, um, it just seems like you got the pace of what's going on has is, is been rapid. Yeah, I think so. I, I'd love, as a dream, I'd love to be startup Novartis in five years from now to some extent. It sounds a bit utopian to some extent, but how do we embed some pace? And to me, a major piece of this is, is really those rooms as well and those setups. Is how do we work more with startups, with entrepreneurs who really want to change the world? We really have good visions, big aspirations. How do we recognize who is better than us in some places? And then it complements the strengths that we bring to the party as well. Are you noticing um, culture conflict there with, with sort of a, a transformation taking place throughout your organization? I, would, I, would say, I, don't, I wouldn't say conflict, but probably 50% of, of our job is, is probably a cultural transformation one way or the other. So how do we bring the 120,000 people that we have uh, on board within the organization on that journey. 
And in some cases, it's more about how do we demystify what digital is all about, how do we really bring it to life, uh, all the way to some basic trainings about what it really entails, to some areas where it's more about organizational design. How do we uh, showcase, even take within NIBA, which is very digitally savvy or very, very data savvy, we have 6,000 scientists over there, but we have 250 data scientists, which is a good start, but often not fully embedded within the team. So how do we rethink the organization so that we can really merge our teams much, much more? So is, it, is there a, do you notice the cultural need from the, the top down and bottom up, or, or how does that work when you look at in, you know, 150,000 people around the world, different companies, different regions? Um, where is the most, is it all throughout that an organization needs to change when it's that large, or is it top down or, or bottom up? Practically, where we started was, first, we thought about the role, uh, this role in particular, specifically before coming in. We moved quite a few teams across as well uh, that were uh, covering, that were different entities within the organization. We moved them across. Uh, we started, so we've probably mobilized 1,500 people now across the organization around the digital agenda, so across the company itself. At the same time, we set up 12 what we call digital lighthouses. So those are 12 mega initiatives where we allocated the right funding as well, the right resources to go after those. Uh, and that has been quite hard work and took a lot of, uh, of energy from us last year. And that's probably more from the top where, as an executive committee, we agreed on which ones are the ones that really matter. Uh, to finance those, what does it mean that it's subscale that we are ready to close, which is never easy to do, but was absolutely necessary as part of that. How do those get owned by the management team, by the exec team as part of that? But then the rest is really the hearts and minds within the organization. And I have to say, the appetite has been incredible. To me, that has been one of the big surprises last year. The appetite to do this, I think under the impulse of us, under the impulse of setting up the tone that we're going big on data and digital, uh, has been everywhere. It has been more there's, about- There's a hunger for it. It's a huge hunger. That's amazing. Um, so the last two days, we've been talking all about this concept of thinking bigger, of, of health moonshots, yeah. and that's our, our whole mission here at, at Startup Health. How do you describe Novartis's moonshot? What's your impossible dream? How do you think about the future, and where do you all want to go? I think we're positioning ourselves as reimagining medicine powered by data and digital, uh, and this translates in two different ways. It translates into, look at the moves we've made last year. We've closed some of the, or sold the GSK entity on over-the-counter, but to make massive bets and investment into new platforms. So we've made massive investment into Avexis, which is an incredible company, biotech company, 260 people that we bought for 8.7 billion. But it's really a technology platform at the core, about SMA, kids less than 12 years old, at re high risk of dying. Pretty much the current state of affairs is effectively them dying, but with the right treatment can effectively completely recover now. Uh, we've made, but this is really a platform. So it's the manufacturing of it, it's the AV, it's the, all the methods that is behind. CAR-T, to me, is a technology play as well that is just incredible. It's, it's yeah. personalized medicine at the extreme. When you look at the investment we have made into uh, Radio Lagon, for example, with uh, Endocide, with AAA, those are pretty impressive uh, repositioning of the company that we have made on how do we really go along on some of those platforms that we can really own and on which we can truly bring transformational medicine to the, to, the, to the world. And I would say if you take Avexis, for example, you cure babies. So it's babies who are about to die versus many of our medicine, quite frankly, are an improvement on a small subset of the population that is struggling with those. So I think that's the type of bet that we are, we are willing to make. And 
as you're thinking about these moon, your, your moonshot to becoming a, a, a digital organization, how do you think about collaboration? How do you think about the best possible way to get there? Um, obviously, you've talked about some things you're investing in. Um, are you exploring other types of collaborations, unique collaborations that um, may be different than how legacy pharma companies have, have used to, you know, have always operated? Yeah, I come back to the point that partners are key pillar of what we're doing. Beyond the, the, the lighthouses themselves, it's also how do we find the very best of the best that can help us drive a lot of things on which we're not necessarily the best uh, as such. How do we open the pipeline? How do, are we credible within the ecosystem? That's why we opened the biome here in San Francisco three months ago. We're very grateful Which to... We're, we're so excited. Startup Health Village in San Francisco is, uh, is based at the, the biome, uh, which is at 44 Montgomery. So we hope you all visit us there. Uh, it's an extraordinary space just a few blocks from here, and, and we're honored to, to be co-hosted there. So all of you are welcome over there. I see some of the founders... Uh, Mo, Spanitzi, and Robin are here in the room as there. well. Actually, can you tell us all what the biome is and, and kind of the, the genesis, but really what the objective is? Sure. I, I, the idea there was our customer is the, the startup. And a startup of some of significant scales have already raised $40, $50 million. Uh, so at different stage, but how do we make it attractive to work with us? We recognize it's not historically easy to work with pharma. There are many, many different entry points as well. We don't necessarily have champions with your organization to make it easy. So we spend a lot of time with startup understanding what are, what are the needs. Uh, many wanted to get much more access to data, so we have packaged all sort of sandboxes of data to make it easier to get after that. Uh, some wanted to get access to clinical data and clinical settings as well, so that we could really speed up the way that they could experiment uh, before uh, uh, while working with us and prove the case as well together. In some cases, it's a 12-month program where we effectively have our champions helping them, very modular, depending on what they want to do as well as part of that. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, over the last few months, I've, I've met with different business units from, from Novartis. It was really cool to be at TechCrunch here in San Francisco and to see your Novartis team there meeting with tech startups. Right? We were recently in Argentina. There was a whole health innovation week. Uh, there was, I don't know, seemed like a hundred companies from around South America. Um, how are you thinking about global innovation? How are you thinking about startups specifically as part of the solution for where you're, you're trying to go? So I think you're right. I think what you're doing here, I, I know you're thinking about extending that as globally as possible as well. It was great to do that together in, in Latin America. Uh, we're clearly thinking about where should we put different flags as well in, in Asia in particular. Shanghai would probably be a natural one. Where in Europe should we set flag as well as part of that? Uh, that's why we're in Latin America together. Horses for courses as well. When you think about on data science, for example, Montreal being probably the center of the world more and more from an AI point of view, there are some great collaborators over there. Is there something to be done? So we're exploring those. But it's, it's more than the setup and, and the biome. It's also in those lighthouse, in those projects that we really want to scale. For example, we work with a company we're very proud of called Actana and another one called Shift. They really help us mine the 100,000 visits we do to doctors via reps every single day to better educate us on how to go and which doctors to go, when to go them 
uh, and see them with the right type of content. So sort of reps powered by AI. Um, if you look in decentralized trials, we work with Science 37, irrespective of the place, of how can we really go to patients much more than them having to come to our centers as part of that. Uh, here in the US, we're working with Pair Therapeutics. Uh, I know you were talking about addiction earlier uh, today. They have a great project, uh, a product called Reset, and now Reset O that we effectively launched yesterday right. for opiate addiction. So, Again, there is a recognition that those partners are really great at developing the right type of products. It's a different type of drug. It's a virtual drug. We are probably good at helping them commercialize it. So how do we combine force to really go after that together? And, you know, one of the biggest challenges that, that startups have is finding the right doorway into an organization as, as vast as, as Novartis. Um, what is the right doorway? Um, obviously, you've invested in Startup Health, which is given us the opportunity to invite more companies into Startup Health Academy. You have the biome. Um, you invest in, in companies. What, what would you recommend? What would your advice be to, you know, there's a room full of entrepreneurs here. Um, what, what's the right way to start a relationship with, with Novartis? I think, first of all, I had an interesting question yesterday of having worked in retail for a long time and worked in healthcare. First of all, I would say if I have to make a choice right now, I would definitely, and I, I wanted to launch my own business, my own startup, I would go in healthcare without an hesitation. I think the space is ripe, the scale of the ambition of what you can do is absolutely incredible. The moonshots probably bring that to life very nicely. How to work with us? I think uh, that's what we are setting up in the biome. But the one thing I would probably think about is what really matters to us. So what are the things that are on our path to scale? At the end of the day, we have a 200 billion market cap business. And we keep talking about it as a team as well, of how do we make it from 200, 200 billion to 250? So how do we create 20 to 50 billion of, of, of market cap addition as well to that? If you think in those terms, you really need to move the dial in a significant way. So we are going to be focusing, from, for example, on the commercial side on 12 mega launches over the next three years. Study our launches, learn about those launches. Uh, we have big ones coming in into Migraine with Amovic, we have big ones coming with RTH into ophthalmology, uh, we have big franchises with Cosentix and Entresto. So anything where we can help improve the launches over there, we'll have a lot of attention span within the organization for that. Uh, we have, what are the pain points around those launches? For example, in psoriasis with Cosentix, which is a major franchise for us, it still takes nine years for patients to be diagnosed on, on the drug itself, on, on, on psoriasis. So how can you help us get patients realize their symptoms earlier? Many of the issues, we've talked a lot about adherence over the past few days, we're still struggling with 40, 50% non-adherence on that. How can you help us create something scalable that we can go after? If I take decentralized trials, the main problem statement we have is only 5% of eligible patients in oncology right now get access to trials. So we need entrepreneurs to help us think about how do you build, how do you bring uh, telemedicine sensors together that we all talk about to create experiences where we can really go and in which conditions we can go to patients as part of that. So my one advice would be really understanding the pain points that we currently have, where we struggle, where the center of energies really are, to come and really insert yourself into that. Because once you insert yourself into that, then there will be a lot of champions inside to really go and make that happen at scale. And then we can help you scale. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point because oftentimes these early stage companies are, they're not gonna move the dial on a $200 billion company, but you, um, with your background from Amazon during the early days, know that 
um, sometimes it just takes time and then pretty soon uh, you're that $200 billion company. How do you think about um, integrating innovation in when it's almost too early um, and taking a risk before others maybe throughout the organization are willing to and, and fostering an environment where that's possible? Is that something you're trying to infuse in the culture or is it just not realistic? We, we definitely are and, and take each of the, the, the main projects and I see some of the, the leaders of some of those areas in there. We're really embedding some product owners properly. We're trying to properly work in an agile way. It's not as easy as if a startup wanted to do it. So we need help as well. Again, I'll take the pair example. Um, so the partnership with Pear is uh, Corey and team have developed that incredible product in the context of substance, substance abuse disorder, SUD, and for reset or in the case of opiate right now. So they have about 40 modules where the current standard of care right now is go to psychanalyst or psychiatrist to go and help you on a three-month program having a visit every single month. So the product they came up with is 40, 45 modules that when you have a craving, you're on the road, you can tap into your support network that is around and you have modules that can really help you. First one to be FDA approved and getting twice the efficacy of the current standard of care. So the, way we, the reason we bring them in is because we think they really have an incredible product. We can help them scale, so there's a natural fit in a space where broader than that, if it works, and it's a bet we're making, we can open up the, a broader digital therapeutic space, which is probably a five billion business that is behind. But it's not easy, and it creates a, a different culture because Pear is incredibly entrepreneurial, and they're pushing us right. all the time. Well, we don't necessarily have um, some of our centers that are ready, or reimbursement centers that are ready, they keep pushing us. They're sort of the adolescent pushing, and rightly so. We are Sandos and Novartis, adults, saying slow down kids. We need, first of all, to have reimbursement facility, to have the right payers on board, to have the right mechanism where we can prove the case. Let's make sure we get payment well approved in, in the proper setup. So there is a natural friction on that, but that friction is really healthy. It, it's really transformative inside because you see startup and scale starting to come together on that. So I cherish those, and I, I wish we could have more of those. And one point I'll add as well is we often consider pharma or big pharma as being slow or highly regulated, it's, it's tough to, to move the dial to make things happen. I keep coming back to the point that at least on the research and development side, where there's a lot of help we need as well, we spend within Novartis alone 10 billion per year on research. That's pretty much the biggest startup, one of the biggest startups on the planet when you think about it. For 10,000 experiments, we try for only one that works at the end of it. Now, where we need help, is how can we find more startups that help us reduce the need to do 10,000 experiments and really can help bring it down much, much faster to, to the 500? How can we shrink the 12 years that it gets us to, to time to market? What are all the steps where it's way too manual? So that's where we are, we are always looking for, for help on the path as well. Yeah, could you talk a little bit more about your, your ask? If there's innovators out there, entrepreneurs out there, doctorpreneurs out there working on solutions, if you could wave a magic wand, what would more of them be working on that would help you? I don't think it's, that's a great question. I don't think it's just one because we're covering, and that's what I love about what is happening in the space right now. It's probably more complex than retail. It's, it goes across the entire value chain. But if I take on research, clearly I love we're seeing many who are trying to really structure data so they can have hypothesis generation that are really shrunk down so that we can more faster go to the one that really matter and focus on those. Uh, I'd love to believe personally I'm absolutely convinced 
that drug hunting will become a computational challenge. And we're seeing many over the course of the four days uh, where some are really mind-blowing. It's a combination of engineering, science, data that is starting to come together with different type of profiles. So we need them. We have some who are really starting to put switches into DNA that you can activate based on, on a combination of the genomes and the proteins that with different type of combination depending on what happens there. That's very intriguing at least. So we're cherishing that space and we want to understand better. If you take clinical trials, that's still a bulk of our cost to get our drugs to market. Highly sensitive, still highly regulated, but also highly manual. How can we improve patient recruitment? So we're looking there for big partners. Startup can be as big as a Google from that point of view. To startup will really understand where the patients are. How can we tap into them? How can we really bring them based on GRIP across investigation centers that we have? On the commercial side, I would go back to my point from earlier. How do you go more to the launches that we have to really understand the pain points around those launches? Because there we have a lot of appetite for that. So I could go on and on, but, and probably the last one is, we're more and more intrigued as well by what I call the what ifs, so the more transformation models. So what happens when we don't get access to doctors anymore directly with our reps? What happens when patients really own their data directly? Uh, what happens, some are helping us think at the extreme of what happens if we had to reinvent Novartis from scratch, we call it zero-based pharma, almost starting from scratch, what would be the asset that really mattered to us? So if you're a startup, how can you help us be much, much lighter from that point of view? So we, we have an impossible dream at Startup Health, which is to improve the health and well-being of 7.5 billion people, everybody in the world. Um, and, when, you know, it's crazy, right? Um, but we believe that it's possible if we work together, um, we support thousands or tens of thousands of, of entrepreneurs, of innovators, get organizations like yours, investors around the world, to all start collaborating, to all start investing, to all start working together to find solutions. Um, and we think that we can solve the biggest challenges of our time. I guess my question for you would be, what advice would you have for Startup Health um, so that we can, we can accomplish our impossible dream? <laughs> uh, as you know, we cherish the partnership. I, I, I cannot dream of anything better than you being almost hosted within, within the biome as well. I think that really helps making sure that we are really connected at, at, at uh, every single day, pretty much from that point of view. I think, again, I love the birth. 2,500 people coming over the, the course of the three, four days, spending time up, upstairs, it's yeah. just incredible. You're it's connecting. magical. Up it's there. magical. You're connecting something. Uh, there's an energy that is, that is palpable everywhere. How do you scale? How do you bring that internationally as well? I think this is a model that has that has legs everywhere. It was the same when we were in Latin America together. Uh, it's same under different recipe, but in, in China as well, in Asia in many ways. Uh, uh, you see more and more countries at national level who really are putting the data and making it available. So that should make all this uh, easier over time as well. So I think you're definitely doing your part. Uh, keep pushing it and we cherish that collaboration. Well, let's do it together. Um, I thank you for your partnership, and uh, it's an honor to have you here at the Startup Health Festival. Thank you. Thanks, Unity. <laughs>